Welcome to the Daily Preem by Veloci, where we answer questions about riding, racing, and training every day of the week. I'm your host, Aaron McNanny. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Daily Preem. Today's question is, do I really need a power meter? Uh, as with many of these questions, of course, my answer is yes. I think you should have a power meter. So uh, rather than spend time on why I think you need a power meter, I'm going to talk about how a power meter is so beneficial for your training routine and how it can possibly positively affect you. Positively. I don't think that's a word. <laughs> uh, I will say it's interesting. I'm uh, in the closet uh, this is the first podcast that I'm recording in, I'll probably record five or six podcasts in this little session right now. And it's funny because we're at, I don't know, this is episode, we're almost at episode 40. So I'm a little bit of a ways in and this is certainly the first time I've ever done something like this. And I'm starting to get into this sort of like religion where I kind of open up the closet door and I'm like, oh, okay, this feels good. Like I'm getting back into this now. <laughs> it's It's very strange. So Anyways, back to the question, um, let's talk about power meters. So first of all, I'm not going to talk about w what a power meter is and how it works, um, but it's giving you watts, okay? So if you don't know anything about power meters, it's basically telling you what your power output is at any given moment in time. So w it's really giving you objective data. Typically, if you care a lot about your training, maybe you're using your heart rate as a measure of effort. Maybe you're using perceived level, perceived level of exertion to kind of quantify how hard of a training effort you're putting in, how to uh, maximize your training. Um, because obviously, if you can, perf if you can, per pardon me, if you can presently perform at level X. In order to surpass that, you need to overtrain, right? So you have to you have to ride past level X in order to increase your total capacity, right? So you need to have some objective means of knowing, quantifying where you're at, how much power you're putting out. So you can use heart rate, you can use perceived level of exertion, but on the scale of how objective those are, um, how subject to external variables they are, it's they're very high. So a power meter is giving you raw objective power data, watts, how much you're putting out. Um, it allows you to ride in certain conditions where it would be difficult to tell how hard you're really riding. So if some people are looking for speed, like they want to maximize their average speed for a workout. And I'll have a lot of people come up to me and say like, hey, how how fast do you usually ride on, you know, what's your average speed? Or they'll say, I'm really trying to get my average speed up to 19 miles an hour for a ride or 20 miles an hour for a ride, over 20 miles an hour. But ultimately, that doesn't really matter because in that scenario, maybe you had a tailwind both ways, right? I mean, or maybe worse, you have a headwind both ways. And so your average power, or your, sorry, your average speed is only 14 miles an hour, but you may have been really cranking it. Um, and so the power meter gives you the objective power, the objective output that you created, regardless of how strong the wind was, right? Uh, down in the Southwest, uh, you know, some people complain about the wind up here. Even today, it's a really windy day. But the Southwest, my goodness, does it get windy. I would say 20 miles an hour 
was very normal, you know, riding in a 20 mile an hour headwind, uh, even 25, 30 miles an hour. I mean, it was crazy and you just get used to it. And, you know, you may be on a flat or even slightly, oh, you know, negative 1% gradient and you're going 14, 12 miles an hour because you're fighting against the wind. It'll, it helps you to have that objective data to say, okay, even though I'm only going 12 miles an hour, I'm putting out 250 watts, which is what my current training regime is calling for, okay? So a couple of other things related to the objective part uh, is it allows you to sort of recognize um, what your power is even when you have like some chronic fatigue building up. That sounds like a negative thing. Um, the fact is, as cyclists, we always have a certain level of chronic fatigue. Um, there's a formal term, your chronic training load that uh, some coaches will use. And that's basically to say that at any given point in a season, your body is going to be under a higher or lower level of overall general fatigue. So if you take two weeks off the bike, your chronic fatigue is going to be low. So you may feel like you're super strong and you go out and you ride at a certain effort. Well, halfway through the season when you've been riding every single day and you raced last weekend and you raced the weekend before, your chronic training load will be higher. And so you'll feel like you have the capacity to do less. But the fact is your, your training plan is calling for you to put out, uh, let's go back to the XY thing. You're at level X and you want to get to level Y. So you have to put out above level X in order to overcome what that threshold level is for you. Okay, so if you have a high chronic, thresh, uh, chronic fatigue level, um, you're going to think that you're not, it's going to feel a lot harder to cross that threshold and to overtrain, which is what you want. And so the wattage gives you that objective value. So you can say in your head, okay, even though it feels like I um, am having to work harder, this is the actual power that I need to put out. Okay, so a couple of other things like illness and motivation. Uh, power helps you understand a little bit more how illness affects you because um, you know you may not be feeling well or you may be feeling really great. Like, let, imagine you get on the bike and you're like, "All right, I feel really good," and your your coach says, "Hey, I need you to ride 120 percent um, of your functional threshold power for X amount of time," and then you go to ride that and it's super hard for you. Um, you know, you, you may be saying to yourself, like, why can't I push, you know, 350 watts for um, five minutes? Like, normally I can do this. I feel fine. Well, maybe you feel fine, but maybe you're actually coming down with an illness. And it's based on your actual power output that you're able to recognize that something is going on deeper than that. And then finally, motivation. Um, if you're under-motivated, maybe you're at the tail end of the season, as I am right now, and you're taking a little bit of time off, you're not going to be as motivated to hit certain numbers just, you know, out of, for the heck of it. Sometimes in the beginning of the season, you go out on a group ride and it's a nice 10 minute climb and you're like, oh, I'm going to crush it. And then inadvertently you put in a very solid 10 minute effort. Well, that generally isn't happening at the end of the season because you're tired and it's cold and blah, blah, blah. Um, so the power allows you to objectively um, put out power regardless of illness, fatigue, wind, motivation, whatever. Okay, so secondly, the uh, so I've got five reasons why you should use a power meter. That was number one, is it gives you objective data. 
we'll move through the next a little bit in the next few a little bit faster. So number two, it makes your training more efficient. So what I mean is this: we're talking about um, 120% of your FTP. Okay, so uh, just for the heck of it, let's just say your FTP is 200 watts. Um, depending on your size, that may be more, how what your weight is. That may be very high or very low, but let's just say your FTP is 200 watts and the workout is calling for 100% of your FTP for, I don't know, let's say 20 minutes or something like that, or uh, 15 minutes. Let's say your coach says to ride 15 minutes at 200 watts. Well, in order to get stronger, you need to be able to put out that amount of wattage, okay? You need to put out 200 or 205 watts. So you do three intervals, and you're able to successfully ride at 200 to 205 watts. And then you get to your fourth interval, and with the exact same level of exertion, the, the exact same perceived level of exertion, you can only muster 190 watts for that 15-minute interval. Well, at that point, as a coach, I say to you, cool down, go home. And the reason is this. We want to overtrain, right? Like, we want to crush through the threshold of our current fitness level and increase that threshold. Well, if you can't go through that fitness threshold, then you're not actually overtraining and all you're doing is overexerting yourself and digging a deeper hole. It doesn't do you any really efficient practical good to be riding at 190 watts for 15 minutes when what we're training for is 205 watts for 15 minutes. So it, it allows you to, to recognize how, how effective those, um, those intervals are. Uh, it's even more important on like more of like the, the one minute or five minute intervals. Let's say you're doing one minute uh, power, uh, power intervals and you get six intervals in and you get onto the seventh and you're still feeling good. So you could keep doing them until you have that power loss. And at that point, you decide to go home. So anyways, I could talk a lot more on this particular matter because um, it, for me, it was a revelation. Uh, as a coach, I think it's like a really important thing to, be, uh, to make athletes aware of is how they can optimize their, their training intervals. So number three is it prevents you from overtraining. Uh, this is actually tied in with number two. Um, if you continue to, like, let's say you go out and you're like, I'm going to do six intervals of that 200 watt thing. And you get four intervals in, and on your fourth interval, you cannot sustain 190 watts. Well, like I said, you need to go home and call it a day, or just slow, soft pedal, or cut the intervals at least. Well, if you continue to to try to push yourself at 190 watts, all you're doing is overtraining and um, I was going to say under receiving. That doesn't make any sense. You're you're overtraining, but you're not getting anything for it, right? You're you're paying for something. You're paying for something in fatigue, but you're not receiving anything in increased training capacity or fitness capacity. So it prevents you from overtraining. Um, number four is it allows you to pinpoint efforts, especially on TTs or for significant, significant climbs. So uh, TTs would be the most important thing. Let's say you're going into a 20-kilometer TT, which is about uh, 12 and a half miles, and you know that your functional threshold power is 300 watts. Well, for 12 and a half miles, that's um, only uh, having a, a, a mind blank right now. 
um, let's say let's say it's going to be like 35 minutes or something like that. So you know that for 35 minutes you can sustain, uh, let's call it 290 watts or something like that. Um, so you know, okay, I just got to keep it at 290 watts. And actually, as a coach, you can kind of like modulate um, how you want that to look, and maybe based on the terrain, maybe it's an out and back, and there's a climb. Uh, there's a climb on the way out and a descent on the way back, or however it is, you're able to calculate what your actual power should be, what your total capacity is on that TT uh, climb, uh, TT race. So if you didn't have a power meter, here's what would happen. You'd line up on the start line, and your adrenaline's going super hard, and if your FTP is 300, you're going to go out the gate, you're going to sprint away at 600 watts, and then you're going to settle into a 400 watt pace for like five minutes. And then you're going to go way deep and you're going to be redlined and all that adrenaline's going to go away. And then before you know it, you can't even sustain the 300 watts that you should be able to sustain because you burn too many matches ahead of time. Okay, so you don't want to do that. You want to optimize. You want to put out the exact amount of power that you are capable of in that 12 and a half mile course. No more and no less. If you put out less than what you're capable of, well, geez, you don't want to do that in a TT. And if you put out more than you're capable of, you're going to end up overexerting yourself and you'll end up underperforming for the entire TT. So super good for that. Same with climbs. I know, I mean, obviously the pros are super keyed into this, but Chris Froome knows that when he's climbing up Mount, uh, you know, Ventoux, Mont Ventoux or whatever he's climbing, he knows what his power profile will be for that climb. So maybe the first 10 minutes he's riding at 450 watts, and then he goes, right, he's able to fine-tune that, and the coaches can even talk him through it on the ride um, based on his um, known objective power values. Okay, and by the, this is the last one, and um, I apologize, we're going a little long. Today I'm looking down and it's 14 minutes, uh, so I apologize. Obviously, this is a little bit more of a complex issue. Uh, number five, it allows you to plan on a macro level. So most of us are generally training on a day-to-day -day level, maybe a week-to-week -week level. We say, hey, we've got a race next weekend or the weekend after, so I'm going to do these ra these intervals on this day. I'll have this recovery day. I'll go to the gym this day, whatever. And it's very micro. It's not is uh, tuned into the entire scope of your season. And that's really where you can benefit the most is if you can look over your entire racing season, let's say February to August, you can determine on a macro level, okay, I've got the tour of Millersburg in August and I've got the tour of Gila in May. So those are the two peaks that I want. And then you can, with power, you can determine you can ensure that you reach maximum fitness, right, at each of those points while having optimal freshness and um, recovery at those points, right? So it doesn't help you to be at maximum fitness if you're also at maximum fatigue. So, and this is a conversation for another day, but uh, there's a concept called the performance management chart, which kind of takes into account your FTP and your training stress score throughout the week. And it essentially will give you a train a, um, a fitness score based on what your training inputs are. And that allows you to totally fine tune what your season might look like 
the pros do this. Uh, you know, I, I know a ton of amateurs that do it. I use it for coaching and in my own training, and I highly recommend it. Um, but it just allows you to start looking at more of the forest of your training rather than the trees um, of, of each particular day. So as I said, you know, this is a more complicated topic, and I'm trying to talk a little bit more about power um, on the podcasts, and Pat and I on the uh, Veloci podcast, we're going to be uh, doing a series on training and racing with power in January, so that's going to be great. The issue, of course, is that it's a very complica- complex, complicated topic, and you can get super deep in it. It's it's a very, um, you know, the potential for your training is enormous, and so it's very difficult to talk about something so deep in a 10-minute time frame, you know, especially when you're trying to explain it from the bottom. So anyways, thank you for bearing with me. And if you have any comments or or thoughts uh, related to this, I'd love to hear them. Uh, Maybe you think that there's a better way to describe one aspect that I'm, you know, trying to get at. I'd love to hear what you think. Um, You know, I I talk about training with power all the time, but generally it's not kind of from the ground up. So anyways, uh, I look forward to talking to you again on Monday. We've got a solid week end of races this weekend. So uh, I hope if you're racing, you get out there and crush it. And if you're just out riding, I hope you train hard and and, uh, achieve what you're looking for. All right. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening to today's Daily Preem. If you have a question you'd like to have answered, DM me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you enjoyed the podcast, head over to iTunes and subscribe. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Oh, 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 oh,